This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for August 10th. First, yesterday the FDA issued an emergency use authorization for a strategy to expand the nation's supply of the Genios monkeypox vaccine and allow high-risk children under the age of 18 to receive it. The U.S. just confirmed over 9,000 monkeypox cases. This authorization allows the splitting of a single-dose Genios vial into five different doses. It will also be administered through an intradermal injection rather than a subcutaneous injection. Recipients still need two doses given four weeks apart. As the outbreak grows, access to TPOX remains limited. Because it's an investigational drug that has only been approved for smallpox, physicians can only prescribe TPOX to people infected with monkeypox by going through a lengthy and complicated series of steps. This includes registering as an investigator in a clinical trial. Physicians say this can take as long as three or four hours to go through the whole process. This isn't feasible to continue in busy urgent care centers and hospital EDs, where many infected patients have sought medical attention. TPOX is considered experimental because it has not been studied as a monkeypox treatment in humans. As of yesterday, the CDC confirms almost 9,500 U.S. monkeypox cases. Globally, more than 31,000 infections have been reported since May. Wyoming is the only state with no known monkeypox cases, but it is possible that positive cases have gone undetected in these areas. New York has over 2,000 cases, and California has over 1,000. Florida is nearing 1,000 cases. Georgia has also seen a recent increase in cases, now at almost 800. Second, COVID-19 cases are decreasing. The daily average for new cases yesterday was about 109,000 cases. But this is likely an undercount, because most rapid at-home tests are not included in the data. Mayo Clinic Modeling expects cases to continue decreasing in the next few weeks. This is the first time this model has predicted a decline since March. Nationwide hospitalizations are down 2% over the last two weeks. This is the first time hospitalizations are decreasing since April to July. 20 states and Washington, D.C. have reported cases of BA.2.75. This Omicron subvariant may be more adept at spreading quickly and evading immunity. However, it is only a small number of infections. Third, Adventist Health, based in Roseville, California, lays off 52 employees. A notice filed with state regulators showed the layoffs began last month. The layoffs affect several directors and managers, as well as 19 staffing coordinators. A spokesperson for Adventist Health told Becker's, quote, Adventist Health focuses on providing exceptional care in our 23 hospitals and 400 clinics. This requires a periodic reassessment of initiatives and realignment of our workforce to best meet the changing needs of the communities we serve. We are hopeful that team members who have been impacted will choose to apply to one of the 2,000 positions currently available across Aventus Health, unquote. The spokesperson says the realignment is part of a strategic and intentional focus on the system's hospitals and clinics as the organization grows its care delivery company. Fourth, Wilson Medical Center in Wilson, North Carolina, retains its Medicare contract after a state survey in May identified immediate jeopardy to patients' health and safety. 
The North Carolina Department of Health Service Regulation determined three events that threatened patient safety earlier this year at the Duke LifePoint Hospital. At the end of June, the hospital submitted a corrective action plan to CMS. In a statement last week, a hospital spokesperson told Beckers the hospital was no longer in danger of losing its Medicare contract. Fifth, at the end of June, the Supreme Court overturned constitutional protection for abortion and returned abortion regulation to states. Now hospitals are navigating a legal patchwork of court decisions across state lines, as well as how state laws could affect where physicians and other medical staff decide to practice. All these challenges exist as hospitals struggle to fill open positions. Some medical staff are less open to taking jobs in states with strict abortion bans. This makes out-of-state recruitment more challenging. Hospital administrators also express concerns about staff who may refuse to treat patients out of fear of criminalization. Laws related to abortion differ by state. In Ohio, a law bans abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected. This remains in effect pending a legal challenge from abortion providers. Chair of OBGYN and Women's Health Institute at Cleveland Clinic Dr. Tristy Muir says the clinic expects to lose physicians because of divisions regarding abortion among states. Thanks for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.